and welcome to the SEO podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, one of the owners of EWR Digital. And my name is Matt Bertram, the lead strategist at EWR Digital. Welcome back to another fun-filled edition of our podcast. This is podcast number, I don't know, 570. Wow. We missed you last week because it was uh, spring break. So yeah. we were off in various parts of the world, actually. Yes. Um, and I do feel it's very important to make the distinction, and Matt will probably co-sign this, we were not on vacation. No. We were on a family trip. There, there's definitely a difference. <laughs> there, is a, there is a lot. If, if you have children, then you know the difference. If you do not have children, there is a difference. Trust me. Uh, it is. You need a vacation from the vacation. Yeah, from the family trip. Yeah, yeah. from the family trip. Yeah. There you go. It's a, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a lot of work. It's a whole lot of work. Yeah. Uh, hey, the article that we're going to talk about today is how to target multiple cities without hurting your SEO. Um, it, it's almost a compendium, if I'm using that word properly or Ooh. saying it properly. I think I'm using it properly. I'm not sure I'm saying it properly. To the previous podcast, which was about local. You should go check out the previous podcast. That's, pre, that's podcast number 569. Uh, where we talked about local and breaking down local and what's important in local and well, local and all right that now stuff. with the algorithms is so important. And one of the things we've been getting requested a lot, Chris, is we need to create playlists, right? Okay. Like I need to learn. Oh yeah, yeah. Local, and we need to create this playlist. What are the four podcasts? Or yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is a series. Yeah, of this local. is part part of a series. This yeah. article is by our good friend Lauren Lauren Baker. Yes. Um, we haven't done many interviews, and Lauren was one of the interviews. That yeah. was a, that was a great interview. Very exciting yeah. to connect with him, um, a, a while ago. Um, I think uh, did I have anything? Oh, we do have a sponsor. And that sponsor is Bright Local. We'll probably mention them a, a couple of times. There is a Best SEO Podcast Listener special. It's $75 worth yes. of Citation Builder credits once you've signed up for the plan. Um, if you have any challenge with that, just reach out to us. We'll get you sorted yeah, out. And I, we'll coordinate I think with it's them. like for certain plans. Like you yeah. have to be at a certain level, uh, but we'll put the link in the show notes. Okay. So, yeah. Very cool. That link will be there. I say we jump into the article mostly because you have to leave. <laughs> that, 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 that's good too. <laughs> How to target multiple cities without hurting your SEO. Lauren Baker, Patif to you. Can you imagine the hassle of finding an electrician if every Google search returned global SEO results? By the day, by the way, I remember when that was true. Like yeah. you would look dentist, and then the dentist that would show up at the top of the search results, be Google or otherwise, was the dentist out of California, usually LA or New York, because they had the biggest budgets, the best content, whatever. Yeah. Um, it was kind of a pain. Yeah. And yeah, not very helpful. On the other hand, think of how inefficient your digital marketing strategy would be if your local business had to compete with every competitor worldwide for clicks. Oh my gosh. Problematic. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, Google has delivered a solution for this issue through what's called local SEO. Yeah. What if you have multiple locations in multiple cities? Is it possible to rank for keywords that target multiple cities without hurting your local SEO? Yes. Of course it is. Of course it is. You've been cheating. You read ahead. It's no, I'm doing it. I'm like actually doing the work in the process. It's important to sure ensure that you do it correctly. So first, let's kind of touch for those who may not know, and that's really not going to be anyone. But let's reiterate why is local SEO important? If local SEO can potentially hurt you, why do it at all? Here are a couple of good reasons. One. Let's imagine you're in a hotel room when you uh, away at a destination wedding and you crave a cheese pizza. 
you pick up your, by the way, mine would be, um, my favorite is vegetarian. Okay. Cut the olives because I, I love olive oil, but I hate olives. Hmm. Add, uh, uh, what is it? Sausage, spicy sausage, Italian su- spicy sausage. Anyway. That's All right. My, if uh, you want to send Chris <laughs> any <pizza>. gifts, <laughs> now you know what to send him to get his attention. Awesome. <laughs> Vendors. Uh, so, so are you going to pick up the phone and go Google what? Pizza? No, you're probably going to search something like best pizza in Houston. When you get the result, do you say, okay, that was good to know. I'm going to go sleep now. No, you take action. You pick up the phone. You order the pizza to, for delivery or you get in what a taxi. What if you just do it all on Uber? You could do that on Uber. Yeah, you could I skip. Know. You could skip Google altogether. It's interesting. Google's, yeah. Google, ChatGPT, there's some issues, right? Google's got to figure it out. So they're doing a lot with restaurants. Yeah. They're doing a lot to make a better experience for restaurant owners. Yeah. Uh, adding the menus. Um, so they're getting competitive. So it's just good note to know. Uh, the competition is good. Makes things better. Yes. All right. So every month, searchers visit 1.5 billion locations related to their searches. No surprise there. Like yeah. you're going to research yeah. something before you go. Um, nearly 46% of Google searches have local intent. That's in the in the parlance of uh, our former president. That's huge. Okay. <laughs> you are on today, Chris. You're on Local today. SEO ranks you higher on Google. The SEO KPIs you should track to rank on Google, two of them are clicks to your site and keyword ranking increases. With local SEO, you hit both of these birds with one stone. So local SEO, good. Um, now, city pages, are they good or bad for SEO? Long ago in the dark ages, city pages were used to stuff in local keywords to gain higher rankings on Google. Ooh, do you remember back back I in the day, just keyword stuffing in general? For example, you'd create a page and write content on flower delivery. Then you duplicate that page and it would be flower delivery in Houston, flower delivery in Katy, flower delivery in Sugarland. Mm-hmm. By the way, those are suburbs of Houston. Uh, flower delivery in Bayland, uh, Baytown, Baytown. I think yeah. Bayland is also an area. So. So that is what you would do. Uh, it doesn't take Google long to catch on to these things. They notice the spammy tactic. They rolled out Panda uh, and that penalized you for that duplicate content. So yeah, city pages can hurt your SEO, although Google technically says um, that there's, and, and and long ago I had some experience with tons of these pages that I actually created automatically. And the those pages that targeted much smaller cities would actually rank. Um, the ones that cha- targeted any city of any note just never ranked. Yeah. Well, I think that there's a place for location strategies or area serve strategies. Yeah. That's actually like in schema, like served areas. Um, I also think it really comes down to customized solutions and context and uh, and video images, everything to that area. So yeah. certainly... Uh, duplicating pages, like duplicate content, not good. Yeah. But if you're catering to a specific area, there are specific problems, specific information about that area, images, that sort of thing, uh, where you really like reviews from that area, the more contextual local relevance there, relevance is, yeah, yeah. there is, it actually helps. And yeah. so it is a strategy that can be used if you do it right. Now, if you're trying to just like spamily, Rank, I guess that's a word. Spamily that's a word rank. now. Yeah, spamily rank uh, different pages and you're moving really fast and you're not putting quality content and effort in that area. Yes, it's absolutely going to hurt you. 
But if you spend time and really think through servicing that area, right, and and make content to those specific areas, it it can it can help because it's different data, um, and it's a different page serving Uni- a different d- different data, meaning unique content. And, yes, and it yeah. may be the case that if you're not in that competitive an area, you don't even have to do that much. Like the reality is, if you can. I don't, I don't even know how big Schenectady is, but if, if, if that's your target and if it's a small place, I don't think it is, but if it, it, it I'm sure there's a Schenectady, North Dakota, that's a small place, then you, you may just need to use the word or you could list all the cities in North Dakota and you might be able to rank there um, provided there's not competition. This is entirely, this, yeah. this kind of duplicate content issue we're talking about is entirely a competitive, how competitive is that region situation? Yeah, I mean, the, it, it, I think it, ways across all pages to be honest yeah like is that page duplicate is it useful certainly whatever first page you create whatever contents on that if you're duplicating it is going to get the most weight get the most credit and if it's not customized to that area and it's competing against other people that are in that area you're going to have challenges so again it's just better quality content across the board video pictures images uh stats quotes like whatever in that area really important to focus on uh, that hyper local aspect of it. And now Matt has explained the rest of this article oh, how I? to no. <laughs> <laughs> how do I optimize my business for multiple locations on Google? Um, one, use Google Business Profile. I didn't mention that. Oh, there he goes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving you a hard time. You actually jumped to, I think, the last point. Um, to give people exactly what the goal is to give them exactly what they're looking for. This means if they can verify your business, you will have a higher chance of ranking on the SERPs. When you register on Google Business Profile, formerly Google My Business, right? Yeah. Um, you're you're confirming to Google exactly what you offer and where you're located. Google can then be confident about sharing your content for searchers. Uh, the best thing is it's free and it's actually easy to use. So um, it's go, actually go a different it. search engine. Okay, it's a different search engine altogether. Yeah. It's wrapped together with Universal Search and YouTube. YouTube's second biggest search engine in the world. I don't know actually where Google Maps or whatever they call it is ranking, but they wrapped it together. They call it universal search. And so you got to remember that's a different search engine and that's different content than it's looking for really. So your target page is looked at and and they do look at some other things on the site uh, if you look at it, but mainly the content that's weighted in on your Google profile, like your little updates and the products you offer and all that sort of thing, super, super important. And having pictures that associate with those products or services uh, are key. We're about 10 minutes in the podcast and I'm just going to let you know, it sounds good. <laughs> we, had, oh, good. we haven't had any ear, <laughs> any headphones in. By the way, for that, for, for that number one, uh, use Google business profile. What you want to do is, uh, he's fine. What you want to do is uh, go back and check our previous podcast. All right, number two, get into Google's local map pack. Here are three things you can do to increase your chances of making it into one of the three coveted slots on the map pack. And it's really about those coveted three slots. Yeah, because <laughs> the fourth the is not on the first. Make it, and then there's <laughs> another one that's like ads or two ads. Yeah. Number one, this may sound familiar. Sign up for Google Business Profile. Um, number two, fill out, right? Give Google all of your details um, and leverage your reviews. Yep. The better your reviews, the higher chance you'll be featured in Google local More business. More consistent path. reviews, use the keywords that you might want to rank for um, in the reviews that are left, respond to each review. Think about it. It's a separate 
search engine platform. So the more content it has to be able to pull from it to give the best optimal result, it's going to do that. So help it. Yeah. Right. Yep. All right. Number three, build your interning, internal linking, interning is what happens when you combine those words, internal <laughs> linking structure. Did you know that tweaking your internal linking structure will help boost your SEO? If you didn't like that is what you draw. Stop listening <laughs> and, and go work on that. Um, you, you know, we all know that ex exter external links help, uh, but you, it's harder to control those. It's harder. Like you don't actually control those. You can try to control them and you can encourage people. I can rank sites with just on page links. Yeah. Okay. And really what Google's mission is to organize all the information in the world. And so if you can better organize the information on your page for that user on the solution they're looking for on the step in their customer journey, you're going to win. And it's about site navigation. It's about uh, understanding where that link equity goes. I actually teach a course on that. Um, you have to understand how that information is being organized and how you're linking it together, where that link equity flows and where those backlinks are pointed to, to help give Google the signals to be able to rank your site properly in the order. So yep. what people do a lot of times is they have a very flat link structure where uh, all the links are going to every other link on the page. Yeah. So then Google doesn't understand the importance. What you want is someone to click through that page, but we can go into that more later. I know I got to get going. <laughs> um, so yeah, build your own internal link structure. You control it and it can have an incredible impact. And, and also your Google My Business can point to the page that's most relevant. And if you have multiple locations, make sure you're pointing to the page that's most relevant for that area. For that area, yeah. yeah. Number four, build your NAP citations. We did cover this in the previous podcast. Again, NAP stands for, stands for name, address, and phone number. Um, a good rule of thumb is to put the information at the bottom of your own homepage, right? So again, your name, address, and phone number, uh, where kind of a, well, a, a visitors expect so, to so, find it. So I would tell you too, you want to put it in the body of the page. Um, mm -hmm. You got to remember these pages are not visually uh, I mean, there's a visual interface that's associated with it with WordPress, et cetera, but it is still an HTML file. Mm. And so putting it in the body of the page and not just in the footer, uh, really, really important for ranking. So I'll call that a pro tip. And I think, yeah. I think we're going to get into it, but certainly uh, using things like Bright Local to help you manage those uh, profile listings are absolutely key to save you time. And I have seen data. It is so important to do those NAP listings. Um, these are high authority sites that are producing links to your website and there's consistency that other aggregators are using to pull from that information. So if it's not consistent, it's not trustworthy, the, the, the AI or the, even the uh, aggregators are not going to use it. So it's really, really important to have that key and have that brand consistency across the board. Moving locations is a time to hire an SEO company. Um, because to get that right, yeah. to get that right, because it's going to absolutely be a nightmare if you don't do it properly, and it's going to really hurt your SEO rankings. Yeah. In fact, you mentioned this. Uh, the next sentence is: It's also great to list your business information on online data aggregators, aggregators, and use a service like Bright Local. So, right? so yeah. So what I would tell you about that data aggregators, just to give you an example of what it is, it's aggregating all the listings um, from a single source. So, like podcasts. If you're listening to this podcast. Apple iTunes is one of the main data aggregators that all other uh, podcast venues are taking that RSS feed and, and, and doing that. And that's the issue with like centralization and the fight with decentralization and 
uh, Web3, I haven't talked about that in a minute, but it's really, really important because if they unlist your podcast, you're screwed. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so um, these data aggregators can be your best friend or they can be your worst enemy. And so you want to make sure to utilize those and Bright Lodical has some great relationships. And, and I would encourage you to check that out among the others. Yep. So. All right. Number five, use schema markup. Again, we talked about this in the last podcast. This is kind of a slightly different context. Uh, schema markup on your website can significantly affect your local SEO results. If you're not a developer, schema can look very intimidating. Yeah. Uh, Google has been very clear that it does not impact search rankings. So why are we talking about it here? Because it does. And so I would argue this point, but it does improve the chances of content being used for rich results, making you more eye catching and improving click through rates. Um, I think therefore it does impact search rankings. Like that's the well, proper it builds way trust. to say it. If you, if Google thinks that this page has this on it and then you're verifying that it does, it gives it more points of, of proof yep. uh, with those signals. Uh, I, I would argue that it doesn't directly impact it. it yeah indirectly impacts yeah. it so you got to look at the parsing of the words with yeah. the webmaster yeah. kind of forums so yeah for sure um and, and lauren goes on to say you know hey look at things like schema.org slash bakery to identify yes. a cupcake like what is the category area served uh using a plugin uh, you can also find more information about schema markup for wordpress there's some great plugins that yep. that that help you with this um you know, you just want to make sure it's not too heavy. Yeah. Um, but there are some great plugins out there. You should check it out. Matt, so. this next one is not going to surprise you at all. Okay. Uh, optimize your site for mobile. Uh, people don't only choose their smartphones over their computers at 3 a.m. And he gave an example of a pipe busting in his house. <laughs> they do it all the time. Almost 59% of website traffic comes from mobile devices. I think as, it's higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I would imagine. As usual, Google noticed and moved to mobile-first indexing. That was quite some time ago. Yep. Here are six steps, tips to making your website mobile-friendly. Make sure your website is responsive and fits nicely into different screen sizes. Don't make your buttons too small. Prioritize large fonts. Forget about pop-ups and text blockers. Put your important information front and center. If you're using WordPress, choose mobile-friendly themes. There's a bonus tip here. Okay. Bonus tip. Make your most important city pages unique. I feel like you gave away the bonus at, oh, at the beginning. Okay. I well, like your generosity. Like it's a, it's we're just going to jump into Well, this the, podcast, if you listen to this podcast, you're going to learn how to do SEO yeah. right, properly and you're going to do it well and you're going to be able to outrank people. I would tell you that... Uh, when you're working with the developer, they're designing it on a laptop. So yeah. they're maybe using some tools to look at it on mobile. You want to manually check that. You yes. want to check that tablet. The responsive text sometimes looks funky. Just doesn't work. Uh, yeah. Sometimes code breaks. You need to refresh um, the cache. Um, you know, these are really good tips. But man, I would be manually checking that, making sure that user experience, I'd say a button every two scrolls, make the button 25% bigger. Uh, I, I mean, use the same text, but use bigger text. Make yeah. sure it's a Google approved font. I mean, these are all great tips. So. Yeah, for, for that mobile. Um, so make your most important city pages unique. Depending on the competition, go ahead and create individual pages for each city. You need to do extra research. Matt was talking about this. Focus on the targeted locations. As an example, if you're a plumber, talk about hard water in your area. A florist, maybe explain how plants of a particular type grow in the area. 
real estate talk about communities in the area so like we're doing some stuff for pest control companies yep. um and so like in different kind of areas you have different kind of pests or critters mm, yeah, yeah. right and you need to speak to those things and and make that information helpful to that area of someone searching like really put yourself in those shoes and go hey is this relevant to me if i'm in that area yeah um and putting that extra attention uh on those pages that you want to rank are always going to benefit you yep. and really what we're talking about more than anything else is CRO conversion rate optimization because mm. that's what you're trying to figure out is okay i'm showing up in search but how do i get people to select in that area and if they use the website or your page is better more dwell time taking action not clicking the back button it's going to help your seo so it all these things feed each other but i think what we're talking about really is conversion rate optimization here i think what we're talking about is if you provide a good experience to the google user Boom. then google will there shine <laughs> favorably upon you a recurring theme uh there was a one poll survey that found 67 percent of people trust local businesses. So even if you're competing on a national scale, make sure that you've got that local business listing and because you might do well. I, like I know one of our e-com businesses uh, does better in Houston, right? It, we, like, we actually did a reband for a national company to make it more less commercialized mm -hmm. and more localized localized yeah and people like i mean there's there's certainly a lot of data to support it but we've seen with like local images like original images kind of making it uh, a little bit more uh authentic ge authentic yeah. geo authentic geocentric feel where you're not using like stock images and sort of like that 3x more engagement wow yeah wow that's a and, and it's very easy to get caught in this trap of, hey, it's basically the same stuff. Let's just consolidate it and we'll put the same stuff. You know, we're saving money on not optimizing. And and I would argue that's a bad call. Uh, the business you're losing, like, what is that costing you? Yeah. Right? So. All right. And remember, uh, it, Lauren talks about tools. We're just going to recommend the tool Bright Local. Uh, thanks to Bright Local. Patif to Bright Local for being a sponsor. Uh, are you ready to target local local SEO? Hopefully, uh, Lauren has made it clear by this point, local SEO is important. And just because you're running multiple locations in different cities doesn't mean you can't put it to work for you. There's a good chance location will be one of the driving factors and the best way to take advantage of that is with local SEO, talking about searchers. Great article, Chris. I liked your cadence as well. Like, <laughs> if you listen to this at 2x speedy, yeah. speed, you'll get even faster. I don't know about you, but I'm listening to almost everything at least at 1.5. Yeah. And I'm like, is it, do I speak faster now? I yeah. probably speak yeah. faster now. Yeah. That, that is a reality. Hey, this, this wraps up our podcast. If you are looking to grow your business with the simplest, largest marketing tool on the planet. The internet and maybe ChatGPT in the future will be, I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> Go to ewrdigital.com uh, for a free, free assessment, free consultation, free consultation. discovery yeah. call. Um, we're, we're doing a lot of them. Um, we're getting a lot of good feedback. Uh, come check it out. Um, you know, we wanna help you, so. And go do that. Uh, it, that's ewrdigital.com. Until the next podcast, my name is Chris Burris. My name is Matt Bertram. Bye-bye for now. now.